for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you raise your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Hey, everybody. My name is Hallie. Welcome to Ruining Ruin, the after show. <laughs> I am Allison. Oh, and, God, that was so unnatural. There she is, everybody. Yes, we were, we were about, we had uh, 100 episodes, I, yeah. give or take, 70. Yeah. And yeah, Allison yeah. has forgotten her name 70% of the time. Easy. Um, but it's fine if she forgets it because we have a third person who could jump in with his name. This is, I, I consider this an Easter egg. Uh, I don't know the origin. Hi, my name's Allison. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, oh, bits already. Can I cuss on this? Yeah, you go. Yeah. Oh, wow. shucks. All right. Well, hi, guys. <laughs> um, we have for our after show a very special um, appearance by boyfriend of the pod, Dave Schilling, who I reference incessantly. Yeah, you got to stop doing that. <laughs> I will not. I've been trapped in a room with you for a year. It's all I have yeah. to talk about. Uh, to be fair, yeah. we, have, we have three rooms, okay? There's a bathroom. And you're all somehow right, in all of off. them. There's yeah. a ki- actually, four. There's a kitchen. I don't know if we can count the bathroom as a room or the home. It's just a place it's to like, go to the bathroom. I need to get some space. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Room. That is what I, I mean, do. Pretty much, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need some time just to like catch up on my stories. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Instagram stories. Gone, yeah, yeah. Dave's never gone for twenty five minutes. I know where he is. My porno <laughs> stories. <laughs> oh, boy. just kidding, guys. Of porno Men stories. shouldn't look at pornos. No, only women should. That's right. Yes, we're doing a. Uh, we're ruining the ruined episode of Videodrome, which is all about technology and yeah. porno, and you know. All my favorite topics. Yeah, it's why I was so excited to do this episode. It's a, it's a, it's perfect. I think it's important to note for our listeners that this is the first time we've ever recorded in the morning. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> so things, it is tough. Things might be different. Um, yeah. It is 7 a.m. on the West Coast for Hallie and Dave are, and it's 10 a.m. here, which I think is still also early. <laughs> 10 a.m. is Allison's 7 a.m. It is. Absolutely. I just I just inhaled a piece of rye toast with butter, which I always think of the time that I told you how I was my favorite toast snack and you said well that's god's toast absolutely <laughs> right toast with butter <laughs> um now before we get started obviously we're gonna be talking about videodrome which is a, yes. a favorite a date one of dave's favorites and um sorry <laughs> apparently a deli in new york is calling me great at 7 a.m on the west coast <laughs> mocha deli grill um, do perfect. not call me <laughs> why are you calling me guys you're, you're, they're you're... like do you want a bacon egg and cheese <laughs> it's on the way i mean yes but it's yes. gonna take like 40 hours to get here <laughs> Um, before we, we get started, um, Allison, you had a dream about me and Dave, and I wanted to put you on blast and oh, force you to say it on, care, on, uh, on camera, God, on microphone. Oh, yeah, here. I, I'm glad that I had G-chatted it to you so there's, like, a little bit of a written record because, like, we know jeans uh, <laughs> disappear, dreams disappear. <laughs> it's so These early. These jeans. We don't Go have the right to Jeans don't disappear. Jeans yeah. travel. Yes. Yes. To all your good best girlfriends and fit all of them. So the other night, 
I woke up from a dream. And it was like as we were trying to schedule this, I think. So like mm-hmm. it was top of mind. Like one morning you have to do this. Um, but I had a dream that me and Hallie and Dave uh, were all living together mm-hmm. in Los Angeles in a weird apartment. But when I say Dave, I mean a guy who looked like Mark McGrath, who was also named Dave. <laughs> Which <laughs> but- feels... Racist. I'm gonna be honest. Like yeah. you just summed. You're like, I don't know what Dave looks like. I'm just gonna imagine Mark McGrath. No, but then that your ex boyfriend was this Dave, real Dave, right? Uh, um, and that I kept you kept being like Dave is gonna be on the podcast, and I was like, which Dave is it gonna be? Um, also, we all shared a twin bed or a double bed. Oh no! <laughs> well, the three of us. Was that it at was, least nice in the dream? Yeah. Was gracious. Okay. Good. Oh, that's nice. And that was yeah. what you were Everyone worried was about. nice. It was like stress. <laughs> Tina Fey was there. It was a stressful oh, dream. Yeah. I think Mocha Deli has left me a voicemail, which is not a great sign. Should we check it out? See what it is? Just kidding. Let's not let's not derail this episode anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's been so on the rails this whole time. <laughs> I'm sure it's just one of the many calls threatening me with jail time because uh, somewhere my social security number has been leaked. You know, just like a threat from a robot. We were like, oh, okay, yeah, great, yeah. I'll see you in hell jail, I guess. Yeah. Hell um, jail? That's I would thing. dare say, Hallie, that uh, the presence of the iPhone has made a world worse than the one in our film we're talking about today, Video What a fantastic segue, Thank you for bringing Dave. us back, Dave. God bless you. Somebody's um, got to host this thing. <laughs> subscribe to Galaxy Brains, the new podcast starring me and Jonah Ray. Okay, just kidding. Yeah, no, feel free to drop no plugs. No plugs yet. Obviously, we'll let you uh, Yeah, go for end. it. Plug away. Why, why is Video Drone a standout Cronenberg? As someone who loves David Cronenberg films, what is so great about Video Drone to you? Well, I think it's one of his most approachable movies, just in terms <laughs> of the fact that... <laughs> Which is very funny. The... I mean, none of the characters are likable. You don't really know what's going on. But it's still fun. I don't know. I guess it's the the um, pretty liberal use of sexuality and nudity, mm-hmm. which I have alluded to yeah. a couple times on this episode already. Um, uh, James Woods, despite being a complete monster now, very likable in this movie in a sleazy way. Like, mm-hmm. in, the, mm-hmm. in the 80s and early 90s, you could be an anti-hero mm-hmm. and still kind of have the audience uh, on your side. Um, Max Wren is not a cool guy. He's uh, you know taking advantage of people. Uh, he's dumbing down society. He's very cavalier about all of that stuff. And yeah, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I hope he, I hope it works out with him and Debbie Harry. I, I don't know. I, th- it's also beautiful to look at. Um, it's just, it's just a fun movie that, uh, that kind of brings all of the themes of, of Cronenberg together in a tidy package, a sci-fi package mm-hmm. that is appealing to me. I love science fiction more than I like horror, which I should have prefaced this entire conversation <laughs> with. Oh, yeah. When Hallie and I first met, I, I said, <gasps> yeah, I like horror movies, all right, but I really like Star Trek. And she's mm-hmm. like, I don't care. I'm not well, interested no, in I'm willing to watch yeah. it. It's just like, that's an inve- that's a lifetime of investment. That's you know? the thing. That's I feel that way about Star Trek. I know it's good. I've heard it's good. I'd Like, it's a soap opera in space. That sounds amazing. But, like, there's just so much of it. Yeah. That I'd rather not engage at all. <laughs> I have to build a time machine and go back to my childhood and start yeah. that. To accrue yeah. the hours of Star Trek watching. But that brings us to another question we had, which is, what do, what is it about sci-fi horror that is so compelling because I feel like we're doing this sci-fi horror uh, month. I think it perhaps is my favorite subgenre, and I'd like to, you know, sort of put that out there to the the group. What is it about sci-fi horror that is the best? Well, I mean, I think just for me, it's it's 
it's peanut butter and chocolate, but mm. it's also mm. these are two genres that are very much about allegory and making mm-hmm. points okay. about society through fantastical situations. So they naturally go together very well. And Star Trek is is a you know a, a show that's about human problems extrapolated into the future. Videodrome mm. as a sci-fi horror is very much about the corruption of society through technology and and uh, the dehumanization of people through TV and VHS and what would eventually become the internet. Like this is this is a weird movie yeah. in that it's not about the internet, but uh-huh. it also has a lot of um, foreshadowing to it about where we we'll, it will end up going with the internet. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel like for me, uh, the another thing about sci-fi horror is that it seems more believable. And as someone who doesn't personally believe in ghosts, you know, hey, look, could be wrong. Could be, yep. There could be science behind that. The idea of like, ah, okay, a scientist has c- completely overblown their understanding of their control of the situation or we are suddenly trapped in space, which has happened. I mean, Apollo 13 has happened. Right. Like that scenario has played out. Um, there was something so compelling about that it, because it is more tied to reality, at least for me as a per- personally as a viewer. Well, Frankenstein is probably the ultimate sci-fi horror okay. because it is, it is right. about a yeah. a scientist who over oversteps their mm-hmm. moral authority. Yeah, the the hubris of playing God, which we also we discussed yes. in Splice. You're, I, with that, God, this is probably like a college class worth of this. So I'm like, is that the first sci-fi horror? Write in it if you know. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably earlier ones, but yeah, write in if you know and. Uh, Maybe maybe you'll call them out on the podcast and say, "Hey, you're a smarty pants." Yeah, only oh, yeah. by your first name. Yes, uh, we don't what? like to, we don't want anybody's identity to get stolen. Talk about sci-fi <laughs> horror. Hey, oh, boy. my life. Speaking <laughs> of the internet, we one of the things that Videodrome is about. Having listened to our episode about Videodrome, if you haven't, this must be confusing for you. But please stop now. Go listen yeah. and come back. Yeah. Go listen, then come back to this. It's going to be here waiting for you. Is um, the the concept of using TV and then now is in our modern life as a way to just see the worst shit in the world? Yeah, so we wanted worst. to ask you, Dave, what's the worst shit you've ever seen on TV or the internet? And we wanted to preface this by saying we mean something fun and gross, yeah, or just not unnerving. Not, for example, nine eleven or anything that you could see on television or the internet. Unfortunately, because we live in the world we live in, right? You know. So but something like, that, worst, like fun worst. Still worst, but fun worst. So something that I stumbled upon mm-hmm. by accident, mm-hmm. uh, not like faces of death or something. No, right. and I think something no. that maybe bounces around your skull of mine, for example, which is something I sought out, is Dr. Pimple Popper, who actually mm-hmm. is a crossover star because she now has a television show. And it is Dr. Pimple Popper, of course, if you haven't seen it, is a dermatologist who just extracts the worst stuff from inside human skin it is, that's it. That's the, every it's episode. Vile. It is vile. And yet I have the Videodrome urge to watch it. I, I understand that, like, I shouldn't be watching this as foul. And yet that guy has a gigantic fluid-filled hump on his back for 20 years, and she's going to fix it. And I need to know what's inside that thing, and it's never good. No. Yeah, it's not like, ooh, fun dip. It's like. Yeah, funfetti. It's just a bunch of sprinkles in there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just I'm going to go the opposite direction, and not something that is physically gross, but something ooh, okay. that is morally reprehensible. Great. But does you know how you scroll to the bottom of a, oh. a blog or a website or something, mm-hmm. and they have those, those help brain links of, like, 
Oh, uh, yeah. Wait till you see this thing. Or yeah. like, mm-hmm. we've invented a, a new uh, <laughs> way to get rid of acne, and it's just eating these bananas. Um, I always want to click on the, you'll never believe how uh, hot these celebrities have gotten. Mm. And it's Mama June. It's always Mama June. Oh, it's always Mama June. And then like a blurry picture of a hot woman is like, she's hot now. Where do you see how hot she got? And I'm like, I got to see how hot she got. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What does she look like now? And uh, inevitably, it's just like, uh, you know, spam. It's just covered You're never going to see how hot Mama June got. Yeah, you no. got you to scroll yeah, all the way down even to get to Mama June. <laughs> and even like, that's just like a regular picture of her. And you're like, yeah. I didn't come all the way here for this. Yeah, she got she got uh, a weave or something. And that's supposed <laughs> to be, make her hot now. Like, uh-huh, I got tricked. All right. Yeah. But you're right. I, I was used to see, I'm trying to think, what are the guys from Podstar? I feel like for a while, and I, I, I can't I'll look up his name. <laughs> But um, it, it's, like, not a human name of any sort. And it, it would always be like, see how this pod star actor died. He's not dead. He's alive oh, yeah. to this day. And I was like, how can you claim that, like, somebody just died and that's the link that you want people to click on? And did I click on it? Yes. Yeah, this is a thriving industry. And yeah. I think, in a way, the people who run these sorts of uh, click farms are uh, akin to Max Wren mm-hmm. in Videodrome. Because what I they're agree. doing is they're kind of going around uh, the internet looking for things that they can cobble together into a a piece of content that people will stumble upon by accident and be either horrified by or titillated by. Yeah. Um, the entire internet is public access in Canada, I guess. Yeah. I yes. um, there, And I guess it's like you just have to rationalize to yourself like, all right, I, this is just how I make money in the same way that Max Ren does. And, and in this case, it's making false links that Chum Lee from Pot Stars. I looked him up. Chum, oh, Chum Lee. I don't know if that's his you name. You did say not a human name, and you were right. I, I was I right. I believe it's his nickname. And um, it's just whether he's died, and I, I, I don't think he has. If he has, I, I apologize. But um, Yeah, R.I.P. Chums. Well, the one time yeah. he dies, I don't get the link, you know? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, look how hot Mama June is. Um <laughs> I will say that botched plastic surgery is one mm-hmm. of mine. Like, Absolutely. Which is something I see on TV, but then also like much more intensely, it pops up on the internet. And then my internet thing is something I opt into, which is, do you guys follow um, like 70s dinner party? No. It's an account that's like all these like fucked up recipes from like the 60s, 70s, and 80s, where it was like, Chop up a bunch of celery and add powdered sugar and cream cheese. Top with sour cream. Make two olives. It's eyes. It's a face. Like it's like the oh, gross. Everything like looks like something. It's like you know make make a fish out of different fish. Like it's oh, so God. gross and I can't stop. And I've like gone down this rabbit hole of like just looking at disgusting foods. And then that takes me to food sculptures, like sculptures of things made of just produce and there's an, an owl made of melons that like oh. haunts my dreams. No. That I can we'll, picture it and I don't like it. You know, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll put it on <laughs> our Instagram and Twitter so that everybody can be horrified. And my friend Alyssa now sends them to me on Twitter. She'll just like be like, hey, thinking of you. And I'm like, this is cyberbullying. <laughs> I guess that was the 70s version of like now these really disgusting like TikTok recipes. Yes. I don't mean like the baked feta pasta, which is an actual delicious dish we made. But yeah. when there's like a video, I saw this woman making nachos just on her kitchen counter oh, with her bare yeah. hands. Mm-mm. 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 You know, and I think the 70s thing is like, I don't think a lot of people were making that fish dish, but right. it was a way to be like, how do we sell jello and yes. get people to buy our cookbook? Oh, we have to have something novel. Like, we can't right. just make the five things that everybody makes. 
And and so we've just taken it to our natural conclusion, which is people on TikTok just eating raw just, meat, doing God yeah. knows what. Yeah. yeah. Those those cookbooks and things were memes of their time. Yes. I have a, a, a microwave cookbook, a Betty Crocker microwave cookbook. Mm-hmm. And uh, what it is is you can make anything in your microwave, but they, they don't tell you. It's that a real anything, cooking for one vibes. Yeah. Anything that you cook in your microwave is going to come out soaking wet as soon right, as yeah. it's yeah. done. So <laughs> I, I, hope you, I hope you like your roast beef just like dripping just, water. Just damp. Everything is so damp. damp. Or like technically you could, it's like, yeah, you could cook soup in your toilet. <laughs> just because you could do something doesn't mean that you should do that. Right. Like, hey, absolutely. Hey, that's, that's. Bernie Madoff was making soup in his toilet before he died. You know oh, that? boy. R.I.P. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Bernie. See you in heaven he pearly gates. off yeah. forever. Bernie, Bernie Madoff absolutely went to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He did nothing God wrong. God loves irony. Anyway. We have a question. Dave, if you could build a dream television station, mm-hmm. let's say there are three things that air on it. This is, like, not your, like, this is the worst thing I can imagine watching, but, like, best. Like, what would your dream television station air? This is tough because I've become such a, a streaming aficionado mm-hmm. of just, like, ah, ah, I'll watch what, I'll just scroll through, the, you know, with, figure out what's going to, I'm going to watch as I go through the uh, the very, the cornucopia of, of choices. So I don't really watch linear TV anymore, but if I can put myself back in the mindset of a child I, w- I guess I would want baseball, mm-hmm. Dodgers right. baseball. Baseball's good. I would want Star Trek: The Next Generation. So I'm just going to say Great. specifics because yeah. it's just a little mine bit would easier. Be, mine have some specifics. And then Real Housewives of New York because yes. <laughs> great choice. Never, great choice. It's, it's sort of like uh, a Law and Order for me. Like some people watch SVU just like mm-hmm. when they're feeling kind of mm-hmm. low and they just want some some serotonin or something. Yeah. But I watch Housewives in, in when I just want to zone out. Either that or Vanderpump yeah. Rules. But Vanderpump, well, I've met I, too many Vanderpump I Rules know. cast members to enjoy it's it It's becoming too real. It's too real for me, yeah. Um, yes. So those three, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Real Housewives is just my comfort food. Yeah, so. excellent choice. Yeah. So Thank Real you. Housewives, Star Trek, and baseball. Baseball. It's a great network. Hallie? Yeah, that's... That's I'm a complicated man. Yeah, yeah. I was always saying that. I'm gonna say um, horror. Obviously, that's just a bucket, but horror movies specifically. Yeah, I mean, movies, there are horror TV shows, and I will watch all of them. But um, and then I would say like female fronted sitcoms. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. need to see Younger on there. I'm gonna need to yeah. see Friends. Reba. I'm gonna see. Now that, I mean, that's an ensemble. I'm gonna need to see Reba on there. <laughs> and uh, don't trust to be in Apartment 23. Like Dave was saying, I think that's like I just need to put on. You know, I'm going to be very sad when Younger ends after this coming season because that's like a perfect, like, it's pretty good. Okay. And it's also like an easy watch. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I'm just putting it on and I'm watching ladies in the city deal with uh, having lied about their age five years oh. ago and still having, still somehow coming up with actual good episodes based on that premise, which hats <laughs> off to the show. And then I'm going to say, and I don't watch this a lot because I don't, yeah, like, we don't sit and watch TV. Like, we're usually like, let's watch a movie right. or watch streaming. But when I'm at my parents' house, they always watch like uh, veterinarians of the Yukon or like oh, Florida yeah. vets mm-hmm. or big mm-hmm. animal vets. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. just really competent, helpful professionals aiding animals. Yes. And they're, that's them as their cover food. And I, I completely get it. It's just like they're all going to survive. 
you're going to see some wacky stuff. Like you will see a buffalo's uterus fall out the other, uh, drop out the wrong way. But they're going to fix it. That buffalo's going to be better than no, than new. Buffalo know? uterus. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Again, we do not. We have don't the have the rights. To your original song, Buffalo Uterus. No, this is a Weird Al parody. Weird Al did. <laughs> oh, yeah, Your Honor. <laughs> yeah, Your Honor, I am a freak bitch. Yeah, shout out to Megan Stallion. Megan, um, Megan Allison. Oh, please, um, I wish I was her. I mean, don't we all? What would you we put all... on your dream channel? I think it would be Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, David Attenborough narrated nature documentaries. Great. Uh, especially those that are under the sea. Mm-hmm. And then... I was gonna say like oh like, like a calm cooking show, but what, like what I actually like watching is just like women in their mid fifties yelling at each other drunk. So right. it would be housewives. <laughs> there we go. So, we got a little synergy here. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's a great show. It's a great show. Yeah. It's not as good. I think. Yeah. You know, I, I I kind of drifted apart a, a from New York. Sure. Well, come back. <laughs> Once Bethany left uh, and Dorinda left, now like what's happening? Yeah. We'll see. All, this, It'll all be, the legends are, are fading away. Can't stay an icon forever on that show. Um, that's, that's true. Conversely, these are wonderful networks, but Dave, what would your nightmare television station air if, oh it, had, if it just re-aired three things all the time? Uh, let's see. We'll start with Younger, probably. Oh, <laughs> you've never seen it. I've never seen it. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> um, Friends. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I, I don't like Friends. Mm-mm. I've never liked Friends. I, I was a Seinfeld man, and yep. uh, Friends seemed like a dumber version of Seinfeld. Can't argue with that. One or the other. It in yeah. fact is, and that's why yes. it's good. There's, <laughs> there's a wall between us, and uh, I'm thank God the Friends fans cannot cross that wall. Um, <laughs> what else would be on? College basketball or college oh, football. Wow. I, I'll go college football. Mm-hmm. I think college football is worse. Yeah. Because it has cultural connotations I'm uncomfortable with. Yes. Uh, it's a very Southern sport mm-hmm. where inebriated white people, adult white males, <laughs> go to watch black men beat the crap out of Fight. each other for free. Yeah. And that sucks. So mm-hmm. I don't like college football. I, apo- I apologize to any Alabama or USC fans listening to this. I'm sure there's zero. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's a lot of the Venn diagram of college football enthusiasts and not, ruined not fans. Not people are going to come for you. Thinking about, about the audience, they're probably like, thank God he said it. And <laughs> uh, what would be the third thing? I guess any sort of 24-hour news Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I can't stand mm-hmm. CNN, MSNBC, or Fox. I just, yeah, yeah, I, I, f- I find it all detestable. And uh, that's another, you know, kind of video drum connection. Like those shows yeah. are those shows, those networks really, you know, appeal to our lowest common denominator kind of feelings, like our anger or our indignance or our arrogance. And uh, I hate that. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Allie? Uh, I'm going to say most reality television. Like, I, I you know, I, I, I just talked on the pod, I do like a, a bling empire because there's not a ton of conflict, but mm-hmm. I just can't take the conflict of a Real Housewives or sure. a Vanderpump. I just, I just need everyone to be trying to get, doing their best. I want to see people doing their best. <laughs> and that's why I'm not the market audience. I would say uh, most uh, network dramas, I, okay. I, I feel like every time a new dr- network drama comes out, I'm like, oh, I'll give it a go. And it's like, well, this is in fact terrible. Yeah. I just don't, and I would say really anything with an anti-hero. I don't, like, I've never seen Breaking Bad. I don't need an anti-hero. Like, I have a rich sure. 
inner life where I yes. struggle with things. Yes. I don't need to be like, ah, but actually a murderer is good. It's like, we're past yeah. it. We get yeah. it. Sure, yeah. yes. And I don't need a man um, to show me that. <laughs> I don't need a man to show me I can murder and still be a good person. I can do it all myself. No, but um, <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. Like, Dave is someone, like, you know, watch a ton of dramas, but you will watch more dramas than I. And I just, I have something about it. It's just not, I don't, I feel like I'm like, ah, I'm not laughing or scared. What am I doing here? Yeah, I, I yeah. like a, I like an anti-hero show. You know, I watch Breaking Bad, Sopranos, mm-hmm. Mad Men, all that stuff. But I do prefer a show where uh, very ethical, good, moral people accomplish a, a goal or solve a problem. And that's why I like Star Trek. Right. Because it's, that's the show. It's like everybody's I'm really sure. good and nice to each other. They're at least and, trying. They're yes. trying their best, and that's how I feel. Is like I want to see people in the world. Like, look, they're doing the best they can. They're yeah. trying yeah. to do the right thing. It, they might fail, but not out of uh, because they're, again, they're trying to murder somebody. Right. Yeah. And Allison, what would you? What would I you think, pick? I think fo- football as a blanket, like not even just college. I think the NFL. I think we're gonna look back in fifty years at football and be like, I can't believe we did that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. hope. Absolutely. I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, we should. We're not going to, but I hope <laughs> yeah. we do, and we should. No, we're gonna um, space so, football. We're still gonna football. Space, is just gonna be like yeah. in future football. Zero gravity football. Zero like gravity. Football Somehow everybody from... still gets CTE. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. So sad. Um, so football definitely bums me out. Uh, I would say, so Hallie, when you say dramas, I don't know specifically what kind of dramas you mean, but like something like This Is Us makes me want to eat okay. glass. Like I can't, like I am not interested in like cry porn on broadcast television. Like, and everybody just being like, I just want my family back. Like I can't, it just, it makes right. me, like, I can't I even articulate it. see the purpose it. it serves. Like I me get too. someone's like, I just need, I, my, I have a tough week. I need to cry for 30 minutes. Right. And be moved, and then I gotta go to bed because I gotta. And do I need it again. everybody to be attractive, and the the stories to wrap up neatly every episode or every season. Like I just, mm. it's too much for me. It's too mm. like saccharine. And then I think uh, Rachel Ray cooking. Oh, <laughs> interesting! Be, it's a nightmare. <laughs> what do you dislike about Rachel Ray? I like what she represents, and like I'm like happy that she, I don't. I'm not like get this bitch out of here, but like mm. her. Energy is not one that I can watch on television. Like, it's just not, it stresses, like, I find cooking um, relaxing and her cooking is very stressful. <laughs> She's just, like, yelling at me the whole time. In a positive way, but yelling. <laughs> if she wasn't on TV and she was cooking, she'd just be, like, there'd be a cigarette dangling from her lip. Yeah. And she'd have, like, she'd be spilling red wine everywhere. <laughs> yeah, It's kind of like a, a short order cook, <clears throat> Yeah. Dave, we wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. with these incredible, vivid, electrifying segues we have, I'm going to yeah. throw another one your Polished, way. Polished, professional. And this is just because I do feel like, you know, with every couple or, you know, two yes. friends, anyone who's quarantined together, you have the question every night, what are we going to watch? And there's going to be some times where one of you throws out all the other ones, mm-hmm. please do not make me watch this. And yet you do. And so I wanted to ask you, what is the worst thing I have ever made you watch? And then I'll, like, mm-hmm. I'll tell you the worst thing I ever made you watch. And Allison, I guess the question to you is, what is the worst thing that someone's like, oh, you should watch this, and then you watch it, you're like, oh, yeah. why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Like, whether, because okay. it's boring or horrifying yes. or, or what have you. I would say the worst thing that Dave has ever made me watch, and I did make a list, and there's quite a few on here. Oh, he wow. made a list, okay. folks. But I, and they're all like movies where I'm like, okay, I would just say never watch them, but we we watched a movie called uh, Miracle Mile. I knew you were going to say Miracle Mile. From 1988, and it is ostensibly a rom-com, but it was written as a Twilight Zone episode. And you can tell that they're like, eh, it's fine as is. It's just watching a couple that you don't understand why they're together 
trying to survive the apocalypse in LA, which on this on paper sounds up my alley. And yeah. it's just so when meeting different groups of people that you're like, ah, now we're meeting the cast of the film, and then five minutes later they leave. And and that's it. Yeah, and it, it I mean, this is a, a show all about spoilers, so yeah. I'm not going to feel bad about saying that at the end, the apocalypse does happen. Like, the, the premise is oh, essentially right. that, uh, is it Matthew Modine, right? It, no, it's not Mo- Modine, is it? Let me look it up. I want Anthony to say it's like Ed- Anthony. It's Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Uh, oh. Plays this kind of, like, he's like a he's like a jazz musician or something. All those white jazz musicians yeah. that La La Land oh, taught yeah. us about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're just, L.A. is full of white jazz musicians. <laughs> And uh, he answers a payphone call. Like, a payphone starts going off. He picks it up, and this guy's like, hey, Dad, it's me. I just want you to know we're, we're unloading our payload. We're firing off our missiles at Russia. They're shooting theirs at us. This guy's calling from, like, some underground nuclear bunker or something. Uh, and he's like, I think you got the wrong number. He's like, oh, no, I dialed se- uh, 213 instead of 714. I'm stupid. Well, anyway, <laughs> good luck. And then he hangs up. What? And the guy's like, okay, well, I know that we're we're going, and this is before the internet when you could just check. But right, this, right. now he's like, oh, no, there's going to be a um, nuclear uh, uh, exchange between the United States and the Soviet Union. So he starts trying to get ready to escape. And he fa- finds a way to get to the airport uh, to to go to like Alaska or something to like be which already to, that doesn't make any sense. Where I'm like right. you can't, you think that you're gonna take a helicopter or whatever and got no. get out of here faster than the nuclear blast? Yeah, they're nuclear? gonna take a helicopter. That's not how science works. Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna take a helicopter from a building on Wilshire Boulevard to LAX. That's right. Okay. As the uh, atomic bombs are dropping, anyway, he's like, I can't go. I have to go save my girlfriend. Not really his girlfriend. They've, They've been on, on two, like two dates. dates. Yes. Yeah. Which I guess I would have done the same for you, honey. Oh well, unfortunately, if you had done that, the ending suggests that you absolutely shouldn't have. So I would have, I would encourage oh, you to just get on the helicopter. I don't know about that. I think oh, at the end, the the bombs do go off and they are uh, obliterated inside their car. They're killed inside a helicopter. They're in the helicopter, and they are sinking. They sink into the La Brea tar pits and die horribly. Because I'm the whole time, I'm thinking like this has to be a dream, or like this has to be like something. you know what I mean? Like he's writing it or something. Right. And it's like no, they die after this whole movie. Die they horribly die? huddled together, and that's the end of the movie. Okay, okay, but and but, that's why I fucking hated this movie. But it, you know. Uh, they go back to the Earth. The La Brea Tar Pits have. I don't want to go I, back I, I to the Earth. Really mammoths so. and no, dinosaurs I don't need down that there. Kind of, no. I can go back to the Earth without literally going into La Brea Tar Pits to die. Yeah. You don't think it's romantic that they uh, end up uh, being uh, vaporized and turned into a uh, dust together? And this, this is this is why I just we disagree over <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, that's no, a bad, I hated the movie too. Yeah, I thought did. it was terrible. Uh, so my answer to this question is, and I, this is what I'm going to get the hate mail for from mm-hmm. your audience. Oh, okay. All right, I great. am in trouble saying this, and I'm going to get stoned on the internet. Drop Dead Gorgeous. <gasps> yep, yeah. I know. I just didn't think it really held together as a movie. I thought the the um the, wow. what, the talking head device. Dave, I might ask you to leave now. <laughs> exactly. Like that's what I, I I know. I understand. I've I've upset a lot of people of of the like 2000s cult classics. I prefer a Josie and the Pussycats to Drop Dead Gorgeous. I see what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. I understand they're trying to do kind of like a Heathers, which is a a classic, a great film. I understand what they're going for, but I just, I thought it was a sloppily written movie. 
there's some good performances in it, but it's not that funny. It's not. I may have compelling. talked it up too much. I think maybe the, the issue is that I set the expectations too high because it's one of my favorite movies. And there's yeah. nothing more devastating than seeing one of your favorite movies through the eyes of somebody who's like, this is not so great. And I will say, do, are the jokes still, do the, have the jokes aged well? No. It's a, not all. A very yeah. offensive. Yeah. I just, I didn't, it didn't click for me. I get back then. So you don't would, want a female led comedy to succeed. Yeah, essentially that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what he was yelling the whole time while watching. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm not shits? even watching. I'm just mad that they're women. <laughs> Where are all the dudes? How yeah. come a car hasn't done three or four flips in the air yet? <laughs> What's this movie all about? Exactly. Um, yeah, it just I I just think that uh, the execution of it was not superb. Yeah. Wow. And there's a reason. Okay. Why it wasn't as successful? It was tonally confused. I get. I, I'm glad it has a cult following. But uh, yeah, just didn't click. I mean, I'm gonna still watch it when yeah. you're not home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched I that movie I, as soon as it came to Hulu multiple times. Uh, I was so excited. Yeah. I have I have no beef with anybody who likes it. And Allison, and, what would you say is your worst movie that someone recommended or suggested you watched? Well, I remember somebody what like this is a, like back in when we were seeing movies in theaters, but also like this is like 20 years ago. I think I was in college. Um, the movie Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon oh. had come out. And like, we were, my friends and I were like, yeah, let's just go watch it. Who cares? Like, and we went to the theaters. I walked out. I was like, this movie sucks. Oh, I okay. hate it. It was just like very bad. But in college also was when um, I lived in a house with a couple of girls. There was a house of a couple of guys that lived across the street. And I think it was their idea. They were like, we should all get together and drink and watch Saw. And that's when I, oh, that's why yeah. we can't do it because I've seen it. Um, and I remember just like the whole time being like maybe like drunk and stoned and just being like perched on a couch, just like crying. Oh, <laughs> like, but like not leaving because it was like my living room. <laughs> so oh, I was God. just like subjected to this like absolute fucking nightmare. So yeah, the, the, thanks a lot, guys. Movies. I can't stand those movies. Well, we can't do it again because Allison yeah. has yeah. seen it. Not that I there aren't th- nine more that came after it. So. Well, I, we could do the new Chris Rock one. So uh, we yeah, do that. Spiral. 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 The, I think the movie, only movie I've ever walked out of was um, Gary Marshall's New Year's Eve. <laughs> Oh, and I believe me, I sat through all of Valentine's Day. You bought a ticket for that thing? I bought tickets for friends, and we all mutually, there are about 20 minutes left. We're like, we could probably leave and just go get some lunch or something. Yeah. No regrets. No regrets. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Dave, we wanted to, as a Cronenberg fan, put your knowledge of the director to the test in a sudden... Lightning round Ooh. of David Cronenberg movie. You know how trivia. I feel about competition, and you are going to win. With myself. I can't. <laughs> oh, your, no. your hardest competitor. All right, so let us begin. Dave Cronenberg was announced, but later dropped as as the director of the sequel to what erotic thriller? Basic Instinct. Yeah, you are. Wow. Nice. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Speaking of Paul Verhoeven, Cronenberg was also supposed to direct this movie, even total working recall. on the script, oh. but eventually left the project. It I is just total recall. Said you are correct, it. Dave. 
Dave, Dave, I should have made these harder. Okay, what Cronenberg film was banned by London's Westminster City Council? Crash. Damn it. Yes, wow. it's Crash. This sucks. Um, <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm good. I wish we were tricking you somehow. <laughs> we're just letting you show off how much you know. Um, Cronenberg was offered the chance to direct which Star Wars film, but eventually passed was eventually passed over. Return of the Jedi. Okay, well, this is not even fun. It was also right. to, I thought these were hard. Peter Wells was supposed to maybe possibly direct that. They offered it to David Lynch. I mean, those would have been, I, I think maybe they made the right choice. I don't yeah, know if, yeah, I yeah. if I could handle a David Lynch or David Cronenberg Star Wars. I did make no. you watch Dune. I can't believe you didn't say Dune was the worst movie I made you watch. We didn't finish it. I didn't I didn't count any movie we didn't finish because we definitely have started some stinkers that we both yeah. agree were, were just. Yeah. That's good. And then finally, David Cronenberg directed two episodes of a Star Trek series. Which series was it? He directed? He directed, <gasps> yeah. Star Trek Discovery? <laughs> Oh. Yes. He's Dang in it. he's in it. I didn't think he directed oh, I didn't. any. Okay, see, that could have been a trick, but you got yeah, it. Yeah, I think I think he, yeah. he I don't think he directed any episodes. I'm pretty sure he just was a guest actor on Discovery. Um well uh, uh, congratulations as as wow. uh, in perfect re- your re- award for getting all the right is nothing. I was <laughs> nothing. prepared nothing. We have nothing. We have nothing. Nothing to offer you. You only have my eternal love and affection. I know, and that's good enough for me. But you uh, get to keep living way. in a three-room apartment with Hallie. You get some extra time in the bathroom. I'll put more time <laughs> in the timer. Go. That's the, a the good toilet reward. timer we have. I just realized, I think the reason why you ask all these questions is because these are all trivia uh, bits and bobs that I've screamed at you from the, from the couch. <laughs> hey, Hallie, did you know David Cronenberg's is Star Trek? I should have known that you knew... All, all the basics. I, I really couldn't. I mean, to me, these were tricky. You know, yeah. we'll have you on again. We'll do another, a future, we'll do Naked Lunch or something, and yeah. we'll have you back on, which I don't know and if we'll it's try hard harder or it to is trick you. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to. We're going to end up crying. I think it was a TikTok thing where you ask your boyfriend if he would still love you if, if you were a worm. So I, I, I incessantly, not incessantly, but every once in a while, we'll turn to David and ask him, will you still love me if I'm a worm? And he becomes so. And like consternated and like he's like, what, why would you be a worm? Yeah, I really try to grapple with the question, which is well, it's stupid. I don't know why I'm doing that. I just be like, yeah, of course, I love you. But I think <laughs> we, we, we agreed that he, we would be good friends and that you, he, you would put me outside so I could live a worm life. You wouldn't just keep me inside where there's no dirt, which I appreciate. Oh, nice. You wouldn't buy a terrarium? I, I think I think he's like I think Dave decided and I don't want to speak for you but you you'd probably we would just have to be friends. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I, I don't think I would be able to maintain a physical <laughs> or emotional relationship with a worm. Right, yeah, that's so, fair. me. Yeah, even if it was you, a very funny worm. All right, so this I, I'm bringing to you. Would you love me if I was a worm? Video drum edition. Okay. All right, so would you love me if I was a sentient breathing television? Who would I, there still be the slot? There's a slot. I'd also like a video drone. The the TV is pulsating and moaning. Okay, yeah, I can get I can get around that. Okay, great. <laughs> you can work with it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Would you love me if I had a giant maw in my stomach where I kept losing my gun? Also happens a video trove. I'm concerned about the loose firearm, so no. Right, so the, the gun's the issue. You wouldn't yeah. have a gun in the house. Yeah, no, I don't want a gun in the now, house. Now, the giant maw, though, we're okay with that? I'm good with that. All right. And then finally, and this one's going to be hard, Dave, so please bear with me here. Would you love me if I was James Woods? Oh, absolutely not. No, that guy, oh. repulsive man. 
What if I just looked like him? Like I had my personality, my sparkly oh, personality, and then I looked like James Woods in Videodrome. We'd be good friends. I could not. Dear friends. I would not be able to uh, make it work with James Woods. Okay. There are plenty yeah. of actors out there. If you were like, uh, I don't know, uh, Armand DeSante. Armand DeSante. <laughs> and can you tell the audience what he's from? He's in Judge Dredd. Oh, okay, great. So okay, just great. someone you personally have fantasized He's also in that um, terrible... Um, Basic, uh, Fatal Instinct. Fatal Instinct, yes. Yes, the parody of Basic Instinct. Uh, Would that I were Armand Asante. I mean, I'm just saying, there are plenty of uh, male actors out there I, I would be happy to to make Whoopi with, but yeah. not James Woods. Yeah, I think no. that's very fair. It would also politics. be hard to, like, go out on dates and do stuff because people would think you were with James Woods. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want and that. And that would I don't be hard you don't yeah. want people in the industry thinking that, like, you're friends with him or, like, having sex with him. <laughs> it's like, Dave's dating James Woods. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. why is he making out with James Woods at uh, you know, this bar or something? AMC that's, Burbank. Yeah, AMC Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> Which we do, we, of course. We constantly make out in public. Yeah, we don't really, we hold hands sometimes, but we don't really do a I lot of PDA. Like, I don't like PDA, especially like, when either. you're fully it's, both adults. It's like, grow up, you have a house. Yeah, every yeah. once in a while, I'll just hold your hand and I'll be like, yeah, it's Nice, yeah. but no, no PDA for us. You touch the overly soft, wet hand of James Woods. <laughs> oh, God. The transformation it's is It's definitely wet. The gooey hand of James Woods. Covered the new up. flesh. Oh, the new oh. flesh of James Woods. So our our final? Yeah, we were having yep. our final Last segment. one on the page. If you so. can believe it, breeze through it. Yeah, wow, we really <laughs> like cranked this one out. We do something for our guests I might do, I mean, when we remember to do it, because we have yes. forgotten in the past. Yes. We like to give, leave them with a bespoke horror movie. Ooh, bespoke. Yes. Um, Something you can take with you, a little yeah. parting gift. How chic. And um, <laughs> so I'll, we'll just trade off. Um, yeah. So what you have to do is pick a modern technology, and we have a couple you can pick from. iPhones, Vine, Zoom, and NFTs at, with Allison Snow. What are they? <laughs> I'm not not quite sure. I mean, it's a it's a code embedded into a video clip. A unique. It sounds code. scarier than I know it is. Like I know yeah. it's not a scary concept, but it sounds very mm, scary. I don't like it. Yeah, it's definitely something where it's like I keep reading the definition, then forgetting, and then reading it again. I'm like, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, and then like I see them referenced, and I'm like, I think I have this wrong somehow. Like, what am I? Right, like it has to be something better or more than this, rather than yeah. like we're trying to essentially like print our own money and give it its own value and people yeah. are going to agree that it's worth something. The only thing that doesn't make me feel bad about not understanding NFTs is that it's not like, it's not like technology that I'm not, like I'm not super TikTok like literate because I feel like I aged at like I'm too old, like I'm still an Instagram. But like NFTs, I'm like, that's just something people made up. That has nothing to do with my own age and technology right, yeah. understanding. Like That's, that's a good different. point. Yeah. So... All right, so Dave, which of those iPhones, Vine, Zoom, or NFTs? Is the scariest? No, just pick one for your oh, bespoke. Pick one for my horror. Sorry, we didn't explain this. No, we didn't no, explain I, at all how this was going to work. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick um, Vine because it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, great. Okay. Spooky. That's fun. Yeah, it's That's a ghost spooky. technology. Great. Um, so then we're going to have you pick a Brian Oblivion type name. And your options are Dr. David Despair, uh, <laughs> David MacBook, Ethan Netcord, or Johnny Void. 
Johnny Boyd actually sounds pretty sweet. <laughs> Johnny right. Boyd sounds like a Vine star already. And then finally, pick something awful that would cause a tumor to grow in your brain. Oh. Um, you know, like Videodrome. Uh-huh. Uh, the Cinnamon Toast cr- <laughs> the cinnamon toast Crunch Shrimp. Oh, boy. If you recall. R.I.P. to him. Uh, <laughs> the trailer for Louise Linton's movie, Me, You, Madness, which if you haven't seen, dear listener, Stunning. please look it up. <laughs> um, Allison's tweet about bodegas, which <laughs> set Twitter alight. Well, you know what I'm going to pick is Allison's tweet. <laughs> or Long Furby. <laughs> long Furby. Which is Furby. When people just make these very long Furbies. I've like heard. A craft. I've, no, I'm going to go with Allison's tweet because I, I, I like right. the the, uh, the brand synergy here. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we've got a movie about Vine mm-hmm. with a character, Johnny Void, and my bodega tweet. Yes. Um, and we're going to do this exquisite corpse style where I will say a sentence and then Allison, and it's incredibly smooth and seamless. It's like we wrote it before, but we yeah, did not. We did it. We'll I tell. can't uh, stress enough that this is a completely improvised and we did not <laughs> make this beautiful story in advance. What a magic trick this is. You are a former Vine star, Johnny Void, who has fallen on hard times. You just are not able to make it work on TikTok. However, someone tells you that there's a, a phone where Vine still exists, and you set out on a quest to find it. Unfortunately, when you do find this mythical access to Vine, you discover, Allison, what does you discover? <laughs> that the only Vine it plays is Andrew Yang reading my bodega tweet out loud over a picture of a cat. Oh, So that's no. the only, so like, if you want to participate in Vine and get your, uh, like digital life back and fame, you have to only watch this vine on repeat again and again and again, which then causes you to become Andrew Yang's campaign manager, but not oh to get him elected as the mayor, but to sabotage him and to uh, finally destroy him, his power and this vine that he has created, which is causing a tumor to grow in your brain. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you have to become his best friend and spend all your time with Andrew Yang, Mm. which would be fine, except for Allison. It's actually the real Andrew Yang, so he's terrible. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, My whole life is dedicated to making sure he's not the mayor of New York. Um, So the only so you have to become best friends with him, and he turns out that you meet his. He lives in an abandoned Vine mansion that Mm -hmm. you have to live in as well, and you Mm -mm. keep. not being able to tell if, like, this is the old, like, you're flashing. The tumor is causing you to, like, remember, like, back to the time when Vine was real, and then this, and you keep going back and forth and can't tell what time you're in. Ooh, that's a good idea. That's the tumor's effect. Okay. Um, And you inadvertently uh, start a rivalry with a TikTok house, which is next door, which you wouldn't think they would even care about because you guys are a bunch of 40-year-old men who live in a house together, and these are 17-year-olds. But unfortunately, they become your rivals. Mm. And you finally, at at the the eve of the New York mayoral election, you finally have to make the decision, are you going to sacrifice Andrew Yang, who has become your good friend through this strange scenario, or are you going to sacrifice him, or are you going to protect him against the Tic Tac House, which has finally, they've they've organized a dance, a synchronized dance so powerful that if he were to see it, he would, everyone's head would explode. What, and, and so the question is, um, you finally make the decision. The decision you make is, Allison? Uh, that you must 
let the TikTok house do the dance mm-hmm. <laughs> that like causes everybody's head to explode because that's the only way uh, to pave for the next iteration of of social media content production. And that's what you decide, like, you'll let the world die so that you could be part of what comes after TikTok, selfishly. Ah. And Andrew Yang dies. Wow. Okay, that's cool. I yeah. like this one. This is a good movie. <laughs> All right, run it. Let's let's make it. Yeah. Let's, okay, I've started um, the script uh, right now. I'm taking notes, and uh, I'll see you guys uh, on Zoom very soon. We'll just break the story. Uh, it'll be great. Yeah. Okay. It'll be easy. Um, well, Dave, thank you for joining us. We hope you had some kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, I had a blast, guys. This was wonderful. I, what a I, nice way to start your day, I'm sure. I know. Yeah. I got a pep in my step. <laughs> I, I got uh, a nickel in my pocket, and I'm ready to conquer the world, folks. Uh, <laughs> now, um, we obviously, you're my boyfriend, which is a huge gift for you. Obviously. Yeah. Um, but we also wanted to let you plug any projects you have coming up. Um, yes. Oh, how gracious. <laughs> <laughs> we will let you talk about your stuff, so but nice. only right now. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I did speak at a plug earlier, but... Uh, we will be I, cutting it now. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Um, so I uh, am launching a new podcast with uh, Vox and Polygon called Galaxy Brains with my good friend Jonah Ray. Jonah and I are um, talking about movies and TV in a very annoyingly analytical, overthinking kind of way, hence the title. Uh, so if you enjoyed me finding unnecessary meaning in the movie Videodrome, you'll love this podcast because it's just an hour of me and Jonah doing exactly that thing. We've got some good guests. We have John August, screenwriter uh, of Charlie's Angels and uh, the Aladdin remake and a bunch of other stuff, who's the host of Script Notes. He comes on the show to talk about the Mighty Ducks reboot, which... Is interesting, right? Like he didn't have anything to do with it, but he agreed to come <laughs> on our show to talk about it. And having watched, having watched a few episodes of the reboot, I kind of enjoyed it's it. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's not bad. Uh, so we talk about that. We talk about Godzilla versus Kong. We talk about uh, Justice League in our first three episodes, which will have dropped, I believe, by the time this episode of Ruin comes out. And uh, coming up, we're talking about Mortal Kombat. We're going to do an episode about Josie and the Pussycats featuring the directors themselves, Deborah Kaplan and Harry Alphonse. If you're a fan of Josie and the Pussycats, that is going to be a must-listen episode. And again, I have to be, based on our audience, I have to assume that we got some Josie and the Pussycats fans. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, I know yeah, I no, am. I'm very excited. That, yeah, that Venn diagram is mostly <laughs> circle. Exactly. This is the 20th anniversary, if you don't know. So this is, a, this is the time to be talking about Josie. It's Josie mania in 2021. Perfect. Well, I can't wait to listen. And um, Dave, where can people follow you? I'm at Dave underscore Schilling on Twitter. I recently deleted all of my tweets Mm -hmm. just because I'm going to be promoting this damn podcast all the time. And I don't want somebody bodega tweeting me, uh, Mm. finding something that I said about how you know, I think that uh, the best freeway in L.A. is the two (laughs) or something. I mean, like, oh, my God. That is just... The best freeway is the 10. Anyway, um, yeah, so follow me there. Do not follow me on Instagram because it's just pictures of me and my clothes and my son. So I guess you could follow me on there if you really want to. And Hallie's on there a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, um, guys, you could also follow us. Um, I'm at Hallie Kiefer. I'm at Alice Libby on Twitter and Instagram. And also follow Ruined. I mean, I'm sure you already are if you're listening to this episode. But if you're not, it's at Ruined Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, review, rate, subscribe, listen, please. Tell your friends. We like doing this. We want to do more guest episodes, so we'll do that. 
And we'll yeah. keep doing <laughs> So we'll do that. You know, we'll get back to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me. I'll call you. <laughs> and Dave, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, everyone listening at home, please, until the next time we you hear our beautiful, melodious yeah. voices. Until then, absolutely. Keep it spooky. Keep it spooky. Keep it spooky. I just really wanted to say it because yeah. it's yeah. such a cool catchphrase. You're yeah. the guest. You're allowed. All right. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. 